There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 88 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm so excited about today's topic, which is about how to know when you're ready to date. If you've been on a dating break, getting out of a relationship, or maybe you're dating and it's just not working and maybe taking a break would actually be a good thing. All of those questions I'm going to answer in today's podcast. But before we get there, I want to share a little bit about the bootcamp. So the Dating Mindset Bootcamp is open for enrollment, and I'm so excited. The, the bootcamp, if you're not familiar, is my signature group program that I take you through the same exact process that I take my one-on-one clients through to help to help you find love. And I only open it a couple times a year. And this time there's only 25 spots. So I want to share a little bit about the bootcamp with you. And if it resonates, I would love for you to go check out the program and join us if you feel called. So in the bootcamp, I help my clients look at three main pillars of their life that I think they have to instill in order to find real love. Now, again, I'm not talking about find a date, find a second date, get to the third date. I'm talking about finding real love. So the first thing I think that you need to do in the first pillar is knowing exactly what you need and want in your relationship. Without knowing what you need, it's easy to doubt yourself, miss red flags, stay in indecision, stay in limbo with someone, keep going back to the same person over and over again, or the same kind of person over and over again. And 
it just feels exhausting and it's and it wastes tons and tons of time and energy not to make you feel like a little demoralized, right? So knowing exactly what you need and want in a relationship makes it so much easier to ask for it, but also makes you feel a lot more confident because you can feel confident in the decisions that you're making and the people that you're seeing or the people that you're choosing not to not to see. And by the way, this is not a perfect man list. This goes well beyond the perfect man list because I actually think the perfect man list keeps you stuck in love or stuck in finding love. And I'll and I'll share a little bit more about that too inside the boot camp and what to do instead. And in the second pillar, I help you get out of your own way. So I think this is something that keeps a lot of women feeling stuck and trapped in the same pattern over and over again. The truth is, is that most of us are playing out unresolved issues from childhood and old relationship baggage. So whatever you learned about men, love, relationships from your mom or your dad or what you saw them have between each other, I believe has some sort of effect on your relationships now. Either you're playing out unresolved issues, you're replicating patterns, or you're almost like it's almost being in the rebel state and you're doing the opposite of what you saw growing up or what you learned growing up. Either way, it keeps you in crappy relationship patterns and it keeps you out of love. So getting out of your own way involves going into the dark, scary closet, the skeleton's closet, the dark, scary basement, whatever you want to call it, so that you can resolve some of those issues and create new patterns and experiences for yourself to find love. And finally, the third pillar is you've got to know once you know what you want and know what you need, you got to be able to ask for it and you got to know how to be vulnerable to ask for it and to be intimate with people so that you can ask for it and get what you want without feeling needy, bitchy, or emotional. It doesn't do you so much good to know what you want if you don't actually ask people for it. And you do have to ask people for it. You can't just assume people should know or that you'll just give subtle hints. I think you can't ever be too clear in a relationship. And I'm going to teach you exactly how to have tough conversations, how to have, um, And how to know if it's even safe um, or appropriate or okay for you to be vulnerable and open and intimate and have those kind of conversations with people. I'll give you a little, a tool that I use to know if I can basically let my guard down in front of people or not. So that is what we do in the boot camp, and we do it through six modules that are released weekly that you can watch on your own schedule. You get access to me through eight group coaching calls, and there are US and Europe friendly time options. So hopefully that will accommodate more people's schedule. And one of the best parts is you get an instant community of like minded friends. I find a lot of women feel really alone. They feel like all of their friends are married, they don't have any other single friends, and the single friends they do have aren't really on the same path that they are in terms of growth and maybe talk about dating and relationships in a not so healthy way. And and that's coming from male bashing or blaming, which isn't really actually helping the the cause. Um, So you'll definitely get an instant community of like-minded friends who maybe some are a few steps ahead of you, maybe you're a few steps ahead of other people, but either way, you get to support people and then other people get to support you. And this time, which is brand new, everyone gets two one-on-one calls with me because I really believe that the people, the women who did the mastery level in the past who have gotten one-on-one time with me get the most results because you are going to have questions. You are going to feel stuck and I want to be able to support you in that. And you might have things that you don't want to necessarily bring up in the group calls. So that's what these one-on-one calls are for. However, because of the one-on-one calls, I am limiting enrollment to the boot camp for the first time. So I've never limited enrollment before, but obviously since everyone gets um, 
coaching sessions with me, I don't have infinite time. So there are only 25 spots available. And by the time that this recording goes out, and by the time you hear this recording, if you're not listening to it right on the day that it releases, I many of those spots will probably already be taken. So to learn more and to join us, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash bootcamp. Enrollment will be open until either October 1st. So again, depending on when you're listening, just take note. Um, or when enrollment fills. So again, there's only 25 spots I am loading because I want to make sure the people who do join really feel like that they're getting the attention and um, the time that they need from me to to succeed. And when you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash forward slash bootcamp, you'll learn a lot more about other bootcamp bootcamp alumna. I just had a bootcamp alumna who told me she got married, she sent me her wedding pictures. Um, and I was just like, totally, I fell off the chair, I was I thought I was gonna die. I was so so happy for for her, because this is what I live for, right? I don't care if you don't get a second or third date, I don't care if a relationship doesn't work out, because it usually it means is just freeing up your time for the right person. So I live for for my clients finding love and finding partners. So to hear her or to listen, I guess, read her story and other stories like that, who have also found partners and found more confidence and have more fun in dating, maybe left crappy relationships or even abusive relationships, then um, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash bootcamp to learn all about that, learn more about the program and also to enroll. You can enroll straight from that link. All right, I hope to see many of you inside the bootcamp. And with that, let's get going to today's episode. Five questions that I think you need to ask yourself in order to know if you're ready to date or maybe pull back from dating. All right, so let's get started with question number one. And the first question is, do you feel like you need to have a relationship to be happy and complete? And now I know many of you listening will automatically think, no way, I don't need a relationship to feel happy and complete, or at least you certainly don't want to be there. And I totally get that. But I think for a lot of women, especially, there's a subconscious belief that we need to have a relationship or at least some sort of outside source to get our happiness and confidence and feeling of completeness. And I want to give you a quick example. So a lot of times what happens is we have these patterns, usually unresolved issues from childhood that have us we're and we're playing out those patterns, right? And we're playing out those unresolved issues. And so they have us attracting certain types of people, because we know that's all we know how to behave, or that's how we know how to get love or approval or whatever it is. It's things we saw our mom do or dad do or parents saw with each other, um, or, you know, anything, anything like that. So just an example is the classic narcissistic, excuse me, people pleaser trap. And the truth is, is that narcissists and people pleasers are a match made in heaven. And I know many women listening to this are people pleasers or identify as people pleasers and are sick and tired of attracting narcissists. But the truth is, is that a narcissist, as long as you're a people pleaser, is your soulmate. And that's because a narcissistic person, if you think about it, they want it to all be about them. It's all about them. And they have a hard time understanding other people's needs and reacting to those needs. And a people pleaser makes it all about other people, right? They want other people to be happy. They want it to make about other people, not so much 
because it's coming from a genuine place, although people pleasers can be very genuine, sweet people. But that kind of behavior is coming more from a place of wanting to make someone happy in order to feel good about themselves. So it makes sense then that a narcissistic people pleaser person would be or people pleaser person would be a match made in heaven, right? So let me ask you the question, do you feel the need to have a relationship or to let me ask another way, do you feel the need to get your confidence or your sense of worth or your happiness from another person? Or can you get that from within yourself? Because if you can't get that within yourself, then it's going to be really, really hard to stay out of these toxic type of patterns. Now, it might be a narcissistic people pleaser tendency, or it might be something else. However, if you can't make yourself feel happy, if you can't feel complete and whole on your own, then it makes it really, really hard to stay out of a um, you know, just one of those gross, toxic, codependent type of relationships. So one of the things that I talk a lot about with the women in my dating mindset bootcamp is what an ideal healthy relationship looks like. And so I want you to think of, um, well, first, let's start with the puzzle piece piece. And I've, and I've talked about this analogy or this metaphor before. So if you've heard it, then I'm just going to repeat it. And if not, listen up closely. So a lot of times when we're getting our happiness or our confidence or whatever it is from another person, those types of relationships can look like two puzzle pieces, right? There's like the male part of the puzzle piece and there's the female part of the puzzle piece and they go together and they're a perfect match, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a perfect match in the sense that it's a healthy, whole, complete relationship, right? It's just simply that for the, again, think of the narcissistic people pleaser tendency. They're just they are a perfect match, even though you may not want to be in that kind of relationship, it's still a perfect match. And that's what a codependent relationship is. And as represented by the two, two puzzle pieces. Now I want you to think of two circles, two full complete circles. And they merge together at the center making a Venn diagram. Right? So that is the model of a healthy relationship. And I talk a lot more about this inside the boot camp. So if you want to join, I'll, uh, I'll teach this um, more in depth. But basically, you have two circles. So you have one partner A, then you have partner B, and they merge at the center. And then you have the team. So you have in a healthy relationship, three, three distinct parts of the relationship circle A, circle B, and then the team. So each person is a full complete circle, and you're just merging at the center to create that relationship. So if you don't necessarily feel like you're at that circle point where you're really at a point where your life is amazing, and having a relationship would truly honestly, just be the icing on top, and you don't feel like you need to get your confidence or anything else from other people, then yeah, you're probably in a good place to date. But if you're in a place right now where you are dating, where you feel like you have to get your entertainment or your um, your drama of the day or your what you're going to talk about with your friends or your happiness or whatever it is from another person, from a relationship, even if it's just like a tender pen pal type situation, then it might be a good idea to pull out um, of of dating and and take a break and really work on turning that puzzle piece into a full complete circle. All right. So to recap, question one is, do you feel the need to have a relationship to feel happy and complete? Question number two is, are you angry at men or at the world more generally? So let's talk about being angry at men. I hear a lot of male bashing and male blaming and 
think believing that men don't have it as bad and that it's easier for men and that they're all jerks or it's hard to find a good one or, you know, all of those things. But let me tell you, if you have a belief of any of those I just said or something similar to that nature, you can't at the one hand, on the one hand, male bash and male blame and think that men are guilty until proven innocent. And at the same time, want a man. The world just doesn't work like that. And on the most practical level, think about if you just have this belief that men are guilty until proven innocent, that you're going to go out with a man, but you're going to assume that he's going to lie or he's going to cheat or he's going to be whatever, you know, until otherwise, until proven innocent. Well, first of all, how do you think you're going to behave? How do you think you're going to show up? Do you think you're going to show up in a place where you're fully open and ready to potentially connect with someone? Or are you going to be closed off? Are you going to be suspicious? Are you going to show up like you're you're interviewing him or interrogating him? Well, if you're showing up like that, how do you think he's going to react? Well, I'll give you a hint. It's not going to be very good. It's not going to be a place where a potential connection can even exist right? And so of course, none of those dates are going well. Of course, you're not meeting anyone who wants to connect because you're not allowing a connection to even potentially happen in the first place. And also on the flip side, imagine if you're kind of being interrogated, imagine a man has a belief that all women are just too emotional or too needy or too whatever other stereotype you can think of for for women in relationships. Well, what if he was approaching the date like that? And you can kind of sense that, like, how would that make you feel? You would be kind of on guard. You would already be be kind of put on the defensive, like defending who you are and what your needs are and what you're thinking and what you're feeling. I mean, do you think you're going to want to open up and connect with that person? And I'm telling you, people can pick up on that kind of energy. I mean, you can think of situations like that or other situations where you've just kind of picked up on someone's energy and you're like, oh, that person is closed for business. So by being angry at men and the male bashing and all of those things, like it is closing you down for business. I have a very, very strict rule with my clients inside the boot camp as well as private clients, there is absolutely no male bashing. It's just not helpful. It's mean. And it's not going to get you to ultimately where you go. And the truth is, is that some people just want to complain. They want to be Debbie Downers. And they just want to have a bunch of people where they can sit there and complain and bitch about men. And if that's you, cool. But you're not going to find a community like this in this audience, because that's just not what this community is, is all about. And so if you are if you have a lot of friends that that male bash and blame men and all those things, ask them to stop or at least not do it around you. Because I promise you just hearing it and and being around it, even if you're not actively participating in it, does have an effect on you. And so if you're feeling really angry at men or, you know, the world or anything like that, um, then you've got to get out of that space. Because you can't be angry at something and want it at the same exact time. All right. And then being more angry at the world, at your relationship status, um, at your parents, at yourself, whatever it is. I think that also, you know, it, it, it goes in line with being angry. I mean, I think it might be a little bit different, but I but it just going off the theme of, of anger, I think when you just have a lot of anger generally, I think you're just generally closed off because you have this level of suspicion, you have this guard up. And when that's there, you know, anger to me is... I'm not saying it's bad because it's just a human emotion and 
none of us are God. So we all get to experience the full range of human emotion and anger is certainly one of them. So it's not about just pretending like you're not angry or stuffing it down. It's certainly about managing the anger and working through it and dealing with it. And it's really important to do that because the more you stuff down anger or the more you just stew in the anger without actually working through it, I think of it almost as like a cloud. Like let's say your emotions are like just like a big bucket or something. This is like a horrible analogy, but it'll work. So just imagine all your emotions, all your human emotions, love, sadness, happiness, joy, um, anxiety. I mean, just good and bad emotions. Um, they're all in this bucket, right? And I just find anger just kind of hangs as a cloud over all of the emotions. And so when you've got a lot of anger, it's really, really hard to feel what's actually going on. So a lot of my clients in the boot camp will tell me that they don't even know what they're feeling, that it's hard for them to connect with themselves. When something happens on a date or when they're with their partner or something like that, they don't even know how they feel about situation until like a day or two later until the anger subsides. And usually it's because there's just this cloud of anger that's shadowing their other emotions. And when the anger is there, I find it's really, really hard to access it. And so what we end up doing is we just push down the anger. But what else does that do? When you push down the anger, well, the anger is on top of the other emotions. It just keeps pushing down the other emotions. And we don't have access to your emotions. Like, how can you connect with people? That's how you connect with people, through emotion, right? So you've got to work through your anger. So if you feel like you're just really, really angry, you're angry at the world, you're angry at God, you're angry at your parents, you're angry at yourself, you're angry at your ex, you're angry at men generally, whatever it is, you've got to work through that before you can be in a place where you're emotionally ready to to date. So again, if you're dating and you just find that you just hate everyone that you go out with and they're just all jerks, you need to pull back work through that anger. And if you're not dating right now, but you do feel like you have a lot of anger, then I need you to, again, work through that anger, release that anger before you go out and date. One easy way to work through the anger is just have a temper tantrum. Just think about what a two-year-old does when they're, when they're pissed off. <laughs> they just yell and scream. And actually, a lot of times, I'll tell my, especially a new client, I I do help most of my clients to establish meditation practice, but sometimes they're just not there yet, right? Because there's just so much anger there. And then like when they meditate, it's almost like steam's coming out of their ears. So if you can resonate with that, if you're trying to establish a meditation practice or some sort of mindfulness practice, but it's just not working, you might just have a lot of anger to burn. So just scream and yell and hit some pillows and do what you need to do just to begin to let that anger out and let it move through through the body. All right. All right. So question number two, to recap, are you angry at the men or world, the world more generally? All right. So here's the next question. And this is around fear. So the fear that you have, and I know a lot of you have different nuances of fear. Some of you have fear of, is this guy going to leave me? Is he, when's the other shoe going to drop? When will I meet him? Will I be single forever? Will I ever get to have a family? So there's all of these kinds of fears, right? So this is just all the fears that you have around dating, love, relationships, men, all of those things. It's really important to ask yourself, is the fear that you're experiencing, is it real or is it imagined? And what I want to point out here is that, again, fear is just another human emotion. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just a human emotion. And it's just giving us information. That's that's all it's doing. It might be uncomfortable. So it might be less desirable than other feelings like joy or happiness, but it's just simply an emotion. So we're not trying to get rid of it. We're not trying to get over the fear and we're not trying to conquer it. We're just saying, okay, cool. There's some fear here. Uh, let's see what it's telling me. 
And then let's work with that. And then let's let's move on. So, you know, it's not driving the car, but it's like, I don't know, the, in the passenger seat or in the back seat. So you, so you can keep an eye on it. Okay, so that's what I'm going to say about fear. But more specifically, it's really important to have an idea if the fear that you have is real or if it's imagined. Because a lot of times, you know, if you're not dating right now, you might have a lot of fear about dating again, because you just have these fears of like, well, what if no one likes me? What if I just get rejected? What if I get stood up? What if this happens? What if that happens, right? A lot of that kind of fear can keep you paralyzed and kind of out of getting um, into, into, or can keep you out of dating, right? Whereas if you're dating, you can have a lot of fear of, well, if I'm not constantly going on dates, I'll never meet him. If, um, what if I never meet him? What if I go on all these dates and never meet him? What if I'm wasting so much time? See, so these are all just fears. All right. So you've got to ask yourself, is the fear real or imagine? And then, and then act accordingly based on that answer. So the example I'm going to give is not related to dating at all, but I will give you some dating examples, but I think it's just a really good way to examine your fears and to know if they're real or imagined. So basically, a fear is real if there's something tangible that you can do about it, right? So if you're if you're um, not dating and you have fear about starting to date again because you have no idea how to set up a good profile on Match or OkCupid or Tinder or whatever site you're using, well, there's a very tangible thing you can do, right? I mean, A, you can work with me. I can help you get set up. You can ask a friend. You can read a blog. I mean, there's all sorts. I think even Match has a service that writes your profiles for you and get you set up. Like, there's a lot of very tangible things you can do around that very specific fear. Whereas you might have a fear that... um you're going to get stood up, or you might have a fear that no one's going to like you, or you're going to have a fear of, um, you know, getting getting rejected. I think a lot of us have a fear of judgment or getting a fear of rejected, of rejection. But the thing is, is that there's nothing really tangible that you can do. Those fears are just really stories that we tell ourselves and that keep us wrapped up and fear, keep us in our head and maybe keeping us, you know, out of dating altogether, if you have a lot of fear about getting rejected, or if you have about a lot of fear about, you know, ending up alone or growing old by yourself or not having kids, whatever that fear is that might keep you in, in dating when maybe it would be a good idea to kind of pull back and deal with a little bit of those fears and understanding where they're coming from and how to manage them. So let me just give you another, like I said, I was gonna give you a totally non-dating relating, uh, related example, which I think illustrates the point really, really well. So let's say you're driving to work one day and you're like, oh shoot, did I turn the coffee maker off? And I use this example all the time with my clients. Like, oh shoot, did I turn the coffee maker off? And because you're not sure if you turn the coffee maker off, you have a fear of, oh my gosh, what if a spark blows? What if my house burns down? Uh, something bad might happen if I don't turn, make sure that I turn the coffee maker off. Well, that's a very real fear because you're not sure if you turn the coffee maker off and you have a very tangible action step you can do, which is to turn the car around, drive back home and turn off the coffee pot or make sure that it was turned off so that your house doesn't burn down, right? That was a, that was a real fear because there was a real tangible action step that you could take. 
Whereas a fear that is imagined is just constantly being afraid that your house is going to burn down. Now, could God forbid your house burn down one day? Like, yeah, freak things happen all the time. But you don't have a candle going when you're gone. You don't have the fireplace going. You don't have um, your coffee maker on. You didn't leave the oven on or the stove on. Like other than that, like there's not much you can do. The rest is left up to, to God or the universe or, or whatever, right? So but having this this constant fear that your house is going to burn down, that's an imagined fear because after you do all those things, like there's nothing else you can do. And it's kind of like the fear of, you know, a common fear of, of relationships and dating. And I find most fears that women have are imagined fears. Like, yes, there are some very real fears, but I don't know how to communicate properly. I don't know how to be vulnerable. I don't know how to express my needs to someone without feeling bitchy or emotional or needy or whatever. I don't know how to know what I want in a relationship. These are some very tangible things that by the way, I teach inside the boot camp. These are some very tangible um, problems with very tangible solutions. Whereas the fear of rejection, the fear of judgment, the fear of never meeting anyone, the fear of being alone, like, you know, at a certain point, like there's nothing more you can do, you have to leave it up, you have to release control and to and to release um just release it back out into the universe and just allow yourself to just kind of be an experience and just say like, yeah, I could totally get rejected, right? Just like how your house could just one day act of God or whatever, it could burn down, right? Like anything could happen. There's never guarantees in life, but you can't live your life like that. You can't live your life dating because you have a fear of ending up alone or staying out of dating altogether because you have a fear of rejection. Neither one of those are, are, ways to ways to live. All right, so I'm gonna leave this question to rest. I think you I think you've got it. So the third question is, is the fear real or imagined? Now the fourth question is, does your life look and feel like the way you want it to look with or without a partner? Now, this is very similar to the very first question, which was about if you need someone to make yourself feel happy or whole or complete or whatever it is. But this is a little bit more lifestyle, I find. So one question I often ask my clients is, all right, let's say I can see into the future and I can see the person you're supposed to be with and he's sitting right next to me. And let's say I was going to introduce him to you tomorrow. Would you be ready? And so often I get, no, 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 I wouldn't be ready. (laughs) I wouldn't be ready. I wouldn't be ready. Oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I need to like get myself together. I need to like act like an adult. I need to do, you know, I need to adult more. I need to do all these things. And it's just like a little bit of panic sets in, right? And I truly believe in, um, you know, showing the universe or God or whatever that you're that you're ready for what you want to what you want to call in. And so if you want a relationship, yet you're not honestly acting like it, or you're not living the life that you would want to have with or without a partner, I think that inhibits your ability to have a have a partner. And this might be a little bit more woo woo. Um, So if you're not into that, then whatever, that's totally fine. You don't have to be but I have found in my life time and time again, that if I get really, really clear on who I need to be, or what I need to believe, or what I need my life to look like, or what I need to do on a daily basis in order to have the thing that I want, then the thing that I want almost always comes easily and naturally to me. We live in a world of when I have this, 
then I'll be happy. So when I have a partner, then I'll go do all the fun things that I want to do. Then I'll take the trips that I want to take. Then I'll get the dog. Then I'll be happy. Then I'll do all these things. Then I'll feel the way I want to feel. But it's got to be the other way around. Because the truth is, is by not having the things that you want in your life that will make you feel happy, that will make you feel the way you want to feel in your life, by not feeling that way, you're probably um, inhibiting a potential connection or partner to be attracted to you. Because if they want their life and their ideal relationship to look a certain way, like they want to meet someone who's kind of already there and not someone who's just kind of kicking, you know, kicking the tires until, until Mr. Wright or Prince Charming, whatever comes along. All right. So this is a shorter, shorter question, but the question is, do you, um, or do you, or does your life look and feel the way you want it to look with or without a partner? So this is very similar to question one, but this is a little bit, again, more lifestyle, more the energy that you're putting out into, into the world. Um, and whereas question one is a little bit more of like, what are your, what issues might, might you have? Like, what are your blocks? What are, what issues might be dovetailing with another person's issues? And that's causing like these soulmate attractions, like narcissist people pleaser. All right. Okay, so let's get to question number five. And that is what feeling or energy am I putting out into the world? So I'll have to admit, this is a little bit of a woo woo concept as well. But again, I I really ascribe to to the law of attraction, I really do believe that it's very tangible, it's very practical, it's you can make it as woo woo as you want it to, you can chant under the full moon naked if you want, but you certainly certainly don't have to, it really just depends. It's, It's more about your energy, your emotions, the things you say, the things you do in your in your daily life. So what I find is a lot of times, um, you know, we say that we, we, we want things like we want a relationship, we want a partner, we want a husband, we want more money, we want a big house, whatever it is. And for me, I fell into the trap a lot where I was thinking, okay, I'm like putting out into the world what I want, like I'm telling the universe, I want this, I want that. Why am I not getting this? And I think this is where a lot of people get manifesting and the law of attraction all wrong. But when you say that you just want these things, what you're really putting out into the world is not so much that not so much the thing that you want, but it's still it's the feeling behind it. So when you say, Oh, I really want a partner. What's the energy you're actually putting out there? You're putting out want. So where are you going to get back? You're going to get back more want, which is the lack of not having what you want, <laughs> right? So it's a little bit, you have to like think about it for a second, but, but putting that desperate, like, oh, I want this. I want this. I want this. It's, it's not how you, you get what you want. You have to feel the way you want to feel before you can have the things that you want to call in into your life. And I think that a lot of times people are resistant to this because they're thinking, well, if I can make myself myself feel happy and loved and joyful and all those things without a partner, then maybe I'm telling universe or the God or God or whatever, or life or fate or whatever, that I don't actually need that thing. But that's just not really true. That's just not how how it works. Whenever I wanted to call anything into my life, including our move to Denver, the business that I have, the community that I have, the friendships that I have, the relationships that I've had, it has never worked by saying, 
I want X, Y, Z. I want these things to happen, right? Like when I've approached CV and have said, I want us to do X, Y, Z. You know, I want us to have this kind of conversation. I want us to do this exercise together every month. It's just, it never, it never goes well, right? Like it's just, it never goes because it comes from a place of, of lack. And so it's just kind of like what I, what I get back. But when I can feel the way I want to feel, when I can really step into the energy of like feeling how I want to feel when, you know, how do, how is it going to feel when this podcast hits a million downloads, right? Like, how is it going to feel when I have, you know, a full, um, you know, a, a full house of, of new dating mindset boot campers? How is it going to feel when CV and I have, like, when we continue to grow and like, go more and more towards like our great relationship. I'm not going to say perfect because there is no such thing as perfect. But when we, when we move towards that, like when we, when I was back in Dallas, like, how is it going to feel when I'm living in Denver? Like, what am I specifically going to feel? I'm going to feel adventurous because I want to go hiking every weekend. And I'm going to feel just like a sense of like lightness because there's just so much nature and land and the seasons. And like, what is all of that going to make me feel? Well, I had to embody that in Dallas before I ever even moved here. I had to embody what it was going to feel like to reach my very tangible goals or the things that I want to have happen in my personal life, right? I have to feel those things first. And then those things just start coming into your life because I'm acting the way those things, I'm, I'm acting and behaving the way I need to do to have those things into my life. So for example, like, Again, if I'm just telling CV, you know, nagging him that I want to do X, Y, Z, and I want this and I want to do that, then that's not really going to make him want to do all of those things, right? So I'm not really ultimately going to get what what I want. And, you know, would my podcast or would my business be where it is today if I was just sitting in the corner like, I want clients, like I want a successful business. Like I know I'm exaggerating and be a little bit silly, but it's really true, right? It's it's really, really true. I had to step into the role of being a, you know, my very first day in business, my very first, you know, month in business when, you know, I didn't have much of an email list or I didn't have a podcast and all, I didn't have clients. Like I had to act like I had the most successful business ever so that I could have that confidence that I need and, and that leadership stepping into the role as coach that I needed to have in order to, you know, to, to be, to be a leader, to be a teacher, to, to be a coach. Like I had to, I had to just really embrace that. And I couldn't just be in this place of like, I, I, I need clients. I want to be a good coach. Why am I not a good coach? You know, it's just, the world just doesn't work like that. All right. So the question to recap is what feeling or energy are you putting out into the world? All right. So I'm going to recap all of these questions for you just really quickly. So the first question is, do you do you feel the need to have a relationship to feel complete and happy? Are you angry at men or the world more generally? Is the fear you're having about dating or not dating real or imagined? Does your life look the way you want it to look? Would you be ready to meet your soulmate tomorrow? And then kind of going off of that, what feeling or energy are you putting out into the world? Are you putting more love and abundance and joy out into the world and to the people that you're attracting in? Or are you putting out more, just more want and the lack of, are you putting that out into the world? All right. So 
These are the five questions. And before we wrap up, I just want to wrap up with one point. And I'm really talking now to the people who are on a dating break and they're not dating and they're telling themselves, you know, whatever story about why they couldn't or shouldn't be be dating. And I want to speak to one thing because I find a lot of people want to take a dating break when they they often will say, Veronica, I'm not dating right now because I want to work on myself. And look, like, I'm here asking you these five questions and suggesting that maybe taking a dating break wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, depending on the answer to some of your questions here, right? However, a lot of times, the idea of working on ourselves or fixing ourselves, you know, has this connotation that we're not good enough yet, or we need to be perfect, or we need to fix ourselves. And all of those things are totally wrong. And look, I'm a self-development junkie. Junkie, I love I love personal growth. I love spiritual growth. I am all about this stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. However, if you're at the point where you feel like you just need to work on yourself before you can date again, know that there's like, there's no one point where you need to be like, actually and going out on on a date and and exploring that world might actually give you some feedback, right? Because you can read all of the dating books, you can listen to this podcast and all the other podcasts you listen to. But at some point, you just have to go out and try it. And then maybe it doesn't go the way you want it to go. Well, then might be a good time to pull back and say, okay, huh, like be the detective in your life. Like, what happened? Like, what went well? What didn't get well? Or what didn't go well? What what can I learn? What pattern or issue got triggered? Um, What came up for me? And what can I do next time? Right? Because a lot of times I know a lot of you all are just sitting in your head, thinking and thinking and thinking and analyzing, and analyzing. But the, t- the truth is, is that you're never going to grow. And you're never going to build your confidence or anything like that by thinking about it. And just by reading about it, at some point, you have to go out and just try it. And if it comes all crashing and burning down, like, that's fine, you, you'll be able to pick up the pieces, but at least you'll have something to work with. And you'll have something that you can learn from and and grow from. But you're not going to just work on yourself by reading a book. You have to you have to go out and live your life. I just find so so many of you all are, and I'm totally myself included. I'm actually going on a um, self prescribed uh, self grow. I'm not reading any more self development books for the next two months. That's something that I promised myself. Only only novels and maybe an occasional business book, but nothing else. And um, and, and, and so we just, we kind of just get trapped in, you know, learning how to improve our life without actually ever living our life. All right. So I don't want you to forget that. I don't want you, I don't want you to get trapped or paralyzed in perfection or thinking that you're broken because you, you can't be fixed because you never were broken. There's no place to be, you know, in terms of where you need to be emotionally to, to go out and, and date. And it's always just going to be a learning process. You're you're always going to be learning and growing. And what better way to learn and grow than in a relationship? Relationships are such amazing tools to to use for spiritual growth, for personal growth. I mean, businesses are too, right? Like I've heard people saying, oh, I need to work on myself before I start a business. I'm like, no, what better way to work on yourself than just start a business, start putting yourself out there, see what comes up, see what gets triggered, and then work through that. And it's the same exact thing with with relationships. 
All right, so I'm going to wrap this puppy up here. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to know the answers to some of these questions. So if you're thinking about pulling back from dating, or you're currently on a dating break, and you're listening to these questions, what answers came up for you? And what conclusion did you draw? Does are you ready to go back out and and, and date again? Or do you want to pull back and kind of turn inward a little bit? I would love to know, please come let me know over on Instagram. I'm at Veronica E. Grant. You can just comment on one of my photos or send me a direct message. And just a reminder that the Dating Mindset Bootcamp is open for enrollment. And I would love to see many of you inside the program. Enrollment is limited to only 25 women. But remember, you do get some one-on-one time with me, which is why I capped enrollment. So again, depending on when you're listening to this episode, this this episode aired September 21st, which by the way, happy Rosh Hashanah, Shana Tova, happy sweet new year to all my Jewish friends listening. It is Rosh Hashanah. So I am actually probably as you're listening to this at a Rosh Hashanah meal or services or something, something like that myself. Um, but but anyways, we'll, enrollment is open for about another 10 days. Enrollment will close on October 1st. Module 1 starts October 2nd, but enrollment will close early if the 25 spots get filled um, early, which I, I, I do anticipate them doing because 25 spots isn't that many for the size of, of this audience. So if the boot camp is calling you, then please go over and check it out at veronicagrant.com forward slash boot camp. There are payment plans available because I want to make this as accessible to as many amazing women as possible. All right. I hope you enjoy this episode and I will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.